Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today we have a real rock star. This this guy is, uh, he's, let's see, captain of the Ohio State men's basketball team, captain of the of the track team. He's an actor. His credits in, on his IMDb page are insane. You guys are not going to believe this guy. Otis Winston is joining us. So stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, I'm going to bring Mr. Otis Winston on, and we are about to break through some walls. Otis, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so honored to have you here. Um, uh, you know, Mindy Mindy Dreher, she, uh, um, she, she connected us, and she is amazing. Yes, so she is. That Mindy. is my sister. That is my sister. <laughs> she's she's amazing. So I saw I saw the interview that you did with her uh-huh. on um, I think it was Spectrum Spectrum Cable TV, and you know I think that um, it, it just it blew me away. So I, I I'm like I gotta have him on. <laughs> oh, so, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. So it. Otis, why don't we start with where you were born and raised? Ah, uh, I was born and raised in um, Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, I'm the youngest of four boys. Um, my mom, you know, did an amazing job with us. Um, when my dad actually got into a little trouble when I was around, actually, basically all my childhood life. And then at the age of 11, 10, my mom moved us from Youngstown to a small town called Toronto, Ohio. Okay. And that's where life really started to happen for me. You know, wow. um, it, I went from when I was in Youngstown, it was an all black school, you know, um, so yeah. I really didn't I really I, I didn't feel like I, I, I didn't fit in. But when I moved to Toronto, it went from an all black to school to an all white school. And I had to wow. really, really learn how to um, adapt, I would say, yeah. learn how to adapt and, 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 and get to know who I who I am as a person. Um, you know, I, I had a stuttering problem, born with a speech impediment. They told me I would never properly speak um, until, and I really couldn't speak until the age of 11. The wow. age of 11 is when I, I still remember the day like it was yesterday. I used to run down the steps every morning. I would run down the steps to um, see my mom because um, I knew she was cooking breakfast. And I would run down the steps and she would make me walk up the steps, walk, um, walk back up and walk down because she hated me rushing. So this particular morning, once we moved to Toronto, I came walking down the steps. I walked in the kitchen and I said, good morning, mom. How did you sleep? Without a stutter, it just came out fluid. And she said, baby, said again. I said, good morning, mom. How did you sleep? She said, did you hear yourself? I said, what? She said, you're not stuttering. And that's when I started to realize that no matter what, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Mm. Wow. What do you, do you know? What was there a, 
was there some kind of a mental shift you had overnight? I mean, what did what happened? Is this something you were working on or what? No, I think I think everything was rushed. Everything's rushed. Everything was rushed. That's why I told you I, I would run down the steps. Everything was always fast to me. And when I started to slow down and take my time, that's when everything slowed down. Everything literally slowed down in my life. Because um, I was I was always, I was an angry little kid. I'm not going to lie. You know, I got made fun of a lot. Yeah, I couldn't right. talk. I always stuttered. People made fun of me. So I was always rushing to try to get my point across. I'm the youngest of four boys. So I'm the baby. So yeah. I, I've never, I was never getting hurt. So I always thought I had to rush to, to eat, rush to, 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 to get my point across, rush to be seen. I always felt like I had to do more than everyone else. And when wow. I stopped doing that, that's when everything changed. When I realized that I don't have to rush. I'll wow. be heard when it's time for me to be heard. That's, that's when things change. I have full body chills right now. That's amazing, <laughs> man. And that was 10 years old or 11? 10. I was 10, 10 years old. You years had old. this realization at 10 years old? Dude, at 10 that, years old. Wow. 10 years old, I had this realization to slow down in life, take it all wow. in, and just allow God to do what he does. You know, oh, he man. will do his part but I had to make sure I was doing mine. He does the impossible. All I have to do is do the possible. Wow. Well, school's out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Class dismissed. That is unbelievable. All right, so so you grew up. I, I, I've never even heard of Toronto, Ohio, and I thought I'd been in every town in Ohio, man. It's, you hear Steubenville? Yeah. It's like five miles from Steubenville. Okay. So right, and it was it was crazy. Like when I moved to um Toronto, it was it was nuts because I remember my first um basketball experience because my first love actually was football and baseball. Okay. So um I really I wasn't very good at basketball. And my first basketball experience, I remember walking in to a, a gym that had these basketball um um tryouts, and it was at this gym called Roosevelt. And I walked in and here I am only black kid that walks in this gym this coach looks at me he's like okay <laughs> we got a baller coming in here now and oh, man i'm telling that's you, not a stereotype come at on all, at all and it was a stereotype <laughs> that i did not live up to because at the end of that day he looked at me and said boy you suck <laughs> that's so funny it was it was fun and and it was it was when he said that it, it really changed my life because I, I remember walking home and I walked into the house and I told my mom, as soon as I walked in, she said, what's wrong? I said, man, I said, this coach, ma, he, he told me I, I sucked. My mom said something that changed my life. She said, well, did you? I said, well, yeah, but he shouldn't have said it. <laughs> you know, and she said, no, baby. She said, one or two things can happen. You can take his words and let them define you. Or you can take his words and let them motivate you. Mm. I circled the tryout for seventh grade on my calendar. And I practiced every single day for a year. When seventh grade basketball trials came out, I walked in the gym. Coaches were there. They looked at me. Some of the people still smiled and laughed. 
And at the end of it, at the end of that tryout, I was the best player in the gym. Wow. The best player in the gym. And I never relinquished that title. Never relinquished it. Man, I don't know if I can I can take a whole hour of chills, but that's insane, man. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about that. Cause I've I've met I don't know if you know who Tim Grover is, but he was um Michael Jordan's coach and Kobe Bryant and yeah, he, he was their trainer, right? Yeah, trainer, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So I he's been in my car. Like I gave the dude a ride to his hotel. That that's my claim to fame. Awesome, but, though. But he's, he's a great he, trainer. Great trainer. Oh, dude, he's like, and because it, it all, it's all right here, right? So you started you, you in sixth grade. You were told that you suck. I suck. And, <laughs> and that's that's what this show's about, man. Because yeah. people at that point go, "Okay, I suck," and that's their life story. Exactly. Right. You said your mom, your mom changed that for you. Your mom said, "No, no, no, no." You're gonna change that story. You gotta let that motivate you. And you went, you you went to work. I went to work, but it didn't stop there because now here I am elevating in basketball. And then I started running the I started running track as well. And and then now I I I I realized that okay, I made it to the state track meet my freshman year in the high jump. Um, my mom said, just go out there and have fun. And I went out there and boo-booed on myself, man. I no height it. I didn't clear the opening height. And I remember walking off the track. A little kid walked up to me and said, you sucked. You don't deserve to be here. I said, oh, my God. What is this? Oh, it sucked life? It's, it's crazy. And and I looked at him. And I was like, man, he was so he was smaller than me. So I, I, I wanted to fight him. But I couldn't yeah. fight him yeah. because he was telling me the truth. Because yeah. I did, I know hide it. I got there and I got settled and I got satisfied and I know hide it. I lost focus that one meet. So come back my sophomore year, I made it to the state track meet again. My mom tells me, just go have fun again. Don't worry about yeah. it. No pressure. Go have fun. Yeah. And I remember getting there and the highest I ever been that season was six feet. I went six feet, six feet, six feet. Then I got to six two. Got to the state track meet. No one expected to do anything. I went from six two to six ten and a half in the same meet. What? Ended up winning the state track meet as a sophomore. What changed? All right, hold on a minute. Hold on, because people are gonna like you know. I put in the description of this that you were the the captain of the Ohio State basketball team, and we're gonna get to that, but. But the, the, you know, uh, what, what was it that happened? Because people don't do that, man. People don't, I mean, that's another, what, eight and a half inches you yeah. gained in one, one meet? One meet, one meet. I, each track meet, I gave it my best. I never quit. I gave it my best each track meet. My, um, at the state track meet, I missed 6'2". You get three, three, three attempts at each height. I missed it the first height time, missed it the second time, cleared it on my third attempt. They moved to six four, miss, miss, clear. They moved to six six, miss, miss, clear. They moved it to six eight, miss, miss, clear. They moved it to six ten and a half, miss, miss, clear. <laughs> 
And then at the end, they put, they took it to seven feet, and I missed all three times at, at my sophomore year at seven feet. But the, the moral of the story is, as long as you're giving it your best, I wasn't trying to be the best high jumper. I wasn't trying to be the best basketball player. I was trying to be the best version of me. At at, at sophomore, so you are 14, maybe? 15, 13, 15 14? yeah, 15. 15. Yeah. So, so at what, what amazes me, what amazes me is, and this is still in Toronto, Ohio, yeah. a town yeah. that nobody's heard of. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our, our claim of fame, Robert Urich. Okay. The actor Robert Urich came yeah. from Toronto, Ohio. Okay. And, and so did Otis Winston. Yes, apparently. Sir. Yes, sir. So, so, um, <laughs> Joe Joe Ingram says, "Have you ever thought of doing clearing the first time?" <laughs> it, it, I, I wish I could. I just couldn't. Yeah, right. That's the way it is, man. It's you knew this was your last shot. Yeah, and and that was it. It's like the first two jumps were confidence builders. Oh, yeah. I can do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah, you yeah. tried. You're like, oh, that wasn't. The first one was, oh, that wasn't as, as hard as I thought it was. The second one was like, oh, I almost cleared that. The yeah. third one, oh, I'm gonna clear it. Wow. So so you so you went on, you were and the whole time you're doing basketball and track. Yes. Um, and and for anybody just joining, he 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 had a coach in sixth grade tell him at, on the basketball court that he sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he went to work. Um, and and made you were the best player on the court in seventh grade tryouts grade. at tryouts at tryouts best player on the team in seventh grade best player on the team in eighth grade my freshman year I made varsity and played got to play with my brother um, as a freshman wow. um, and sophomore year same thing best player on the team junior year um, best player on the team senior year best best player in the valley. And, and and I wasn't trying to be the best player. Like I said, I was just trying to be the best version of me. Wow. That them people telling me that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. That always lit my fire mm. because I was told I wasn't good enough since I was born. I was always told what I couldn't do wow. since I was born. So you tell me what I can't do. I'll tell you, I'll show you what I can. That's the difference. You tell me what I can't. I'll show you what I can. Because same thing happened at Ohio State. Same wow. thing. So you you were the best player in the Valley your senior year. Absolutely. Um, you had to have recruiters looking at you. I mean, how tall were you in, in your senior year of high school? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Three. Six, three. Yeah, yeah. Six, I'm 6'5", six, 6'6 six, six, six now. Wow. Um, I grew in college as well. I, I jumped out the gym. I averaged what? 32 points a game. I averaged like a double-double. Wow. Yeah, so, was... so Ohio State, did they, you get a full ride to Ohio State? Well, I, Ohio State was the unique pick because, you know, I had the Tennessees, I had the Floridas, I had the VMIs, the Buffaloes, and the OUs. Ohio State was really the only school where I can do both sports. Mm. I couldn't decide between both, either sport. Wow. I wanted to do both because I, I, I felt that was my passion at the time. I wanted to make it to the NBA and I wanted to make it to the um, Olympics. That's all I ever wanted to do. So that's what I strive for. And I remember when I got to Ohio State, 
it was it was it was rough. I went from the big fish to the small fish, yeah. um, especially in basketball, and it, it was just one of them things. And you know, didn't get a lot of playing time my freshman year, um, and, and it was it was it was it was humbling. It yeah, was humbling. it was humbling, but I knew what God had for me. And I remember I walked in one time and I heard um, Coach Ayers talking, and, and and he had said to another coach that you know Otis will never play here, and I heard that. Whoa. I heard that, and that lit my fire. And the same coach who said I would never play there ended up starting me my junior year and making me a captain my senior year. Jeez, man. So, again, somebody else motivating you with negative talk. Absolutely. Uh, what? Let me ask you, do you feel um, – because there's there are people that hear that negative talk from people – they hear negative talk, you know, being told they're not good enough, they're worthless, they're whatever, um, and they 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 buy it and they believe it mm-hmm. and they stay stuck. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like like lucky? Do you feel like God blessed you more than He would be willing to bless somebody else? What do you, what do you feel like the flip was for you? What there's something there. There's a switch that that mm-hmm. apparently turns on. I think God blesses us all. I think a lot of us just choose to listen. You either choose to listen to the good or the bad. Mm. I chose to say, I chose, actually, I chose to believe in me. I've always chose to believe in me. No matter what anybody has ever said about me, I always chose to believe what God has said I can do. Wow. So you can say, even with my acting, they told me I'll never be able to do it from Columbus, Ohio. I said, okay, that's what y'all said. But now here I am, 10, 10 films in, without an agent, without a manager, and I'm wow. getting speaking roles. So when you tell me I can't do something, I'll show you, you I'll show you how big my God is mm. because he makes me able to do that. Wow. He takes the foolish things. I completely believe that I was one of the foolish things. Here I am, a kid from the projects of Youngstown, Ohio, who couldn't speak. Had a stutter. Had a stutter. Overlooked. Talked about. Laughed at. Told he wasn't good enough. Told he sucked. Mm. But I was the one that I feel that I believed what God had on my life, all my life. I believed there was something unique inside of me. And no one could ever take that away, no matter how hard times got. I will always look within. When the world without was crashing in on me, I will always look within. Always look within and encourage myself. Keep going. Right foot, left foot, breathe. Wow. Dude. And and it, so, okay. I, I'm My brain is going absolutely crazy right now. I, I I don't think I've ever had this many chills in one one show, and we're only twenty seven minutes in. So so you you um you went to so you were captain your senior year of the uh-huh. Ohio State basketball team, uh-huh. um, and you went to the NBA. No, actually, I went overseas and played in Russia. Okay. Why not the NBA? Did was that just not an option? I, or no? What happened is I had a the day of my tryout. Um, I was I was I was married 
um, at the time. And the day of, I had a tryout with the um, Pistons as well as the um, uh, Mavericks. I had this this tryout. And the day of my tryout, I decided not to go. My um, wife at the time had um, some, um, she had to have brain surgery. So I, I, I stepped away. Um, and I remember, I don't know if you remember this guy's name is Todd Bell. Todd Bell passed away. He used to play for Ohio State, play okay. for the Chicago Bears, um, cornerback. Yeah. Todd Bell was one of my mentors. He told me something that changed my life before he died. He, um, he was very upset with me when I didn't go to my tryout. And he said, God would not have given you that for you not to use it. Mm. And I was so immature at the time. I didn't understand what he was saying. But now I completely understood. And I understand now. I understand wow. completely now. Um, so if I can go back, that's the only change I would do. Wow. That's the only change I would do. I would, I would, I would go in and, and go after what, what God told me to do because I didn't, I, 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 um, I basically chose, um, something else over his purpose. Mm. But then I remember God said, I'm, 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 I'm shifting, I'm shifting your direction. And that's wow. when the, the writing and the acting started. But the, so you, you, you didn't, who wants to play for the Pistons anyway? <laughs> I'm just playing. So, but like, like, so you, 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 you didn't go to the NBA. You ended up over in Russia. You said, how long yeah. did you play over there? I was over there for one season. And then my season, after my season in Russia, I had, that's when I got to try out. And I didn't go to the tryout after my after I was in Russia. Okay. So I had it. a great season in Russia. Yeah. Came back home. I had the two tryouts. I didn't go to either tryout. Got it. Okay. And that's, that's when I, I hung up the the basketball shoes and wow. You know, I mean, same same with the Olympic trials in '96. I redshirted my senior year and qualified for the Olympic trials down in Atlanta. Went down there and and fumbled the ball and, and I never jumped again after that, wow. you know? Um, and, and, and it was because I went back to basketball. So it was a bunch of like misfires. Yeah. A bunch of misfires. And the reason I believe people misfire is they don't know them, their true self. Mm. In high school, I knew who I was in college. I let man tell me who I thought I was. Mm, That's man. the difference. Once I got wow. out of college, I went on a sabbatical learning, relearning Otis. Who am I? Wow. Who am I? Not just who am I? Whose am I? <laughs> You've got to stop with the chills, man. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, that changed my life when I figured out whose <sighs> I was. So... He says that I am that I am. So when everybody asks me, I, I am that I am. I am an actor. I am a father. I am a future husband. I am a writer. I am a director. I am a, a great guy. I am a God-fearing man. You know, I am a millionaire. I am all these things. I speak life into myself now because I forgot about that. I forgot life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I changed Change how I spoke because of a man's perspective of me. Never allow anybody's perspective to change you. Mm, my gosh, dude, 
so so you I, I, you told me briefly the the story of how you ended up getting into acting and i i don't want to miss any any years or or you know i the i'm sure i without without asking i'm gonna assume that in that that process of of relearning who you are and whose you are um you uh, did you have some more misfires in life did you have well, yeah i had a lot of misfires you yeah, know i remember yeah, yeah. when um i was working for um national city at the time they trained changed their name to pnc bank doing very well making great money as a computer um software um, um consultant and, wow. and doing well doing very well making six figures easily when my yeah. daughter was three my daughter's yeah. 19 now yeah wow doing very well I would be at work and on my lunch break, I'll be writing scripts. I'll be fantasizing about set movies, what? all this stuff, because it was just in me. And I remember why, was, but hold, hold it. Why, what, what, why was that in you? Had you been on a set before? Or had never you... been on a set before. It just came out of this what? desire, this, this burning desire, this burning desire. Like even when I was overseas playing ball in Russia, I started keeping a journal. That journal turned into my first script, and the script is called Game of Life. I've never took a script writing class, never had took an acting class. It was just something that was in me. It was burning. It was like fire. It was just burning. While you're playing basketball professionally in Russia, you're 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 having these burning dreams, thoughts, desire of becoming an actor. Writing everything. I, I, I wasn't thinking about becoming an uh, actor. I was oh, just writing. Writing, just writing okay. scripts, Writing scripts. And it just kept one thing after another. And I remember, um, I think it was March 10th. Um, I, actually, March 1st, I came into work. And my manager called me to her office. And they basically um, let me go. They laid me off. And two days later, my ex-wife sent divorce papers to my job. So that week, I lost my job and my ex-wife filed for divorce all in the same week. And it was like, whoa. Okay, God, what is going on? I was going to church every Sunday. I was paying my tithes. I was being a good man. I thought I was doing everything right. And that's why that's I was doing everything right. That's why my life got turned right side up. <laughs> because it was upside down. Yeah. Me not knowing. My life was upside down. But he turned it right side up. And the way wow. he turned it right side up, I lost the job I wasn't supposed to have. I lost the wife I wasn't supposed to have married. He turned it right side up. Dude. That is unbelievable. So you didn't you didn't go, you know what? I'm just gonna go get hammered. <laughs> you nope. just you said you looked at it and said, God is at work here. Something I did. Going on. I absolutely did. And then oh two weeks later, I flew out to LA to visit a friend. Her name is Robbie Reed. She's one of the, she's the VP of casting at BET now. I flew out to see her. And while I was walking into the, into the meeting to meet her, 
a lady was walking out while I'm walking in. And the lady ends up being a director of the show I'm walking in on. And while I'm walking in, she looked at me and she said, are you the guest actor? I said, no, ma'am, I'm just here to see somebody. She said, you sure? That's impositive. <laughs> never acted a day in my life. So I go in, the guest actor never shows up. Robbie comes to me and say, hey, the guest actor didn't show up. Do you mind stepping in? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. She says improv, just improv. And it ended up being Jerry Maguire, improving Jerry Maguire scenes. Yeah. So unbeknownst to them, Jerry Maguire was my favorite movie at the time. So oh I my knew God. all the words verbatim. Come on. Verbatim. So I go there and I improv Jerry Maguire. When we get done, Robbie and Tasha Smith and two other producers look at me and say, hey, you need to be in front of the camera first. And then it open up the doors for you behind the camera. And I've been doing it ever since. I remember I got back from L.A. I had just signed my divorce papers. I'm walking out the courtroom. I get to the steps of the courtroom. My phone rings. It's BET. BET called me and said, I just booked my first speaking role. <laughs> it, I, I can't make this up. Dude, that is insane. I can't, I can't make this up. I can't make up this, 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 this world that I've, this world when I've been on. And my first, my very first acting gig was a speaking role. And then I ended up getting an extra role on a movie called Oz the Green Powerful. People were looking at me like I was crazy. They were like, why are you, you just had a speaking role. Why do you want to be an extra? I was like, well, I just want to be on set. I wanted to learn. I'm a learner. That athlete in me needs to be in my environment to learn. I don't care if it's an extra, a stand-in, a stunt double. I need to be on set. So I go and I'm on set. And we're, we're called the Winkies. Go ahead and laugh. We're called the Winkies. Everybody was 6'5 and taller. We were the, oh, we, oh, oh. So we were the Winkies. I get there. It's like 200 of us. I'm all the way in the back of the line. Who knew? Tall guys. Well, these tall guys didn't have rhythm. I didn't know that. I, I got rhythm. I thought right. tall guys just had rhythm. So they would tell us to march. I went from the back of the line. By the end of the day, I was in the front of the line. Wow. So I would stay late as an extra, making $106 a day. I would stay late, and I would... Um, help the other guys learn how to march. One day I stayed late after we wrapped. I'm helping these guys march. And then here comes this guy. He was just watching us. And I'm like, oh, shoot, um, am I in trouble? And the guy says, um, can you come here for a second? I said, yes, sir. He was like, um, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm helping him march. He said, why? I said, because if we don't get it right, we're going to waste money and waste time. Even though I'm an extra, I look at this like it's my film. Wow. He looked at me and said, hmm. Walked away. The next day I came in, he said, Otis, come here. I walked over. He introduced himself. His name was Casey Hoddenfield. Casey was the first AD. That day, they bumped me. They bumped me up. I made in that week more than I made the entire film. At the end of the film, Casey said, here's my number. Keep in touch with me. He said, we could not have done this film without you. And here I am, 11 years later, I'm down here in Atlanta filming another film called Outlaws. And guess who's the first AD? Casey Hoggenfield. No. Dude. Of I course. Mean, of course it is. He was wow. the first AD on Venom. 
the first AD on Venom 2. It's did you see who's who's in here with us right now watching? Uh, hey, Mindy. Mindy, thank you, Mindy. I am so grateful. This has been this has been unbelievable. So here's the thing, though. Let's go back to to um, nine year old Otis, okay. who had a, a stutter at nine, and and had all, all this this. I mean, you felt very, very bad about yourself because you couldn't, you couldn't get your words out, and you were in a hurry, and you, yeah. and and so you. What I find absolutely mind blowing so far in your story is every single step of the way, getting fired from the bank job, making over making six figures a a, a year, um, getting divorce papers in the same week. <laughs> Jeez. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you said, God, how did you put that again? God turned me right side up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought my life was upside down, but he really turned the right side up. So you, but you could have easily like 99.9% .9 of the rest of the world, Otis. And I think you would agree with me. People fall into that victim mentality. And they get stuck in that victim mentality and they stay there. And you, what somebody asked a question in the comments. I, I don't know where it is or who, who asked it, but I, I can remember it um, was, and it was who influenced you in your life to have, to get out of the victim. And was it your mom? Is that the major influence? I saw my mom raise five kids. I saw my mom do two jobs. I would go to work with my mom when she was cleaning houses and I would help her clean houses. I remember I would go and shovel snow as a kid and bring the money back to give it to my mom. Um, I saw my mom overcome so much. I saw my mom overcome people talking about her when her husband got arrested. I saw that. I, saw, wow. I mean, my mom was superwoman. She is superwoman. Um, she's amazing. She's amazing. She was an amazing mother. She was an amazing mother. She 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 put us first. She never not put us first. Never. And, wow. and and so when I started to rise, like I remember mom didn't see me play a sport till as a freshman. She never saw me play. Never saw me wow. play. She didn't come to my track meets until my junior year. Like, cause she was always busy, always working. And I could have internalized that a different way and be like, you know what? I'm, I, don't, I don't got no, no, I didn't. I didn't internalize that a different way. To this day, like my mom, my mom is, is, is special. You know, she, yeah, she didn't stop what was happening in her life. And what she didn't have, she she didn't put nothing before us. Wow. And that's how I am as a father. I learned how to be a father by watching her be a mother, you know? And I learned how to choose a, a fiancé by watching my mom. Wow. She reminds me of my mother, the way she sacrifices and the way she gives, you know? Um so I, 
I've, I've had my victimized years and I got nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. The victimized years were the years that life was going fast because I was in a rush. When I sat back and said, no, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a victor. I'm not going to be a, a I'm not going to be a product of my environment. I'm going to make my environment a product of me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That that's, is... that's when things changed. That's when I, when I can look in the mirror and say, Hey, you got this. Go have fun. Go enjoy your life. Go make yourself proud. That little boy in me who didn't give up. That's who I fight for. He didn't give up which he easily could have. He easily could have gave up. He was bullied. He was made fun of. He was talked about. Easily could have gave up. He didn't. And he's still still fighting. He's still fighting till this day. I will not stop fighting till my very last breath. So... And, and, and look, let's just be real. You don't have to do shows like this. You don't have to get on and, and, and do this. You, 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 you're doing all right. <laughs> right. So I have a picture I'm going to share with the, if you don't mind here, yeah, sure. the, the, um, but I, you know, you're, you're doing extremely well and, and, you know, but when I talked to you, you, I said, you know, my show's about helping people have a breakthrough. And, and, you know, there are people that are watching or will watch this or will listen to it on the podcast that are used, they have maybe a lifetime of being a victim mentality, right? right? And you've, you've met those people. I run from those people, (laughs) but like, I don't get that on me. I don't want that. But what do you say to somebody that, that, you know, may be stuck in a victim mentality where everything's someone else's fault. Um, they're, they're always feeling like they're being victimized. What do you say to them? What kind of a shift can they make or should they make? I'll ask them a, a simple question. Are you done? <laughs> Are you done feeling sorry for yourself? Are you done? Because, you know, um, Climbing a, a mountain is difficult, but it's only difficult if you're looking at the top while you're climbing. I look right in front of me, right, right foot, left foot, breathe. And by the time I look up, I'm at the top of the mountain. I'm not looking at the destiny. I'm not looking at the destination. I'm looking at the present. How can I impact the present? Wow. Who can I push? How, how great can I be today? Tomorrow will take care of itself. Because what I do great today transfers over to tomorrow. My energy has to be great today. Today. And everybody say, well, in two years, I want an A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No. Today. Today I'm preparing for that series regular role. Because if I'm waiting till it comes, I'm not ready. So I would ask them, are you done? Are you, st- are you done feeling sorry for yourself? Woe is me. Will Smith has said something. I, I probably gonna mess the quote up, but he said, it's not your fault what someone did to you, but it is your fault 
how you choose to respond to what they did to you. Mm. See, it's not my fault that my dad went to prison. Who? It's, it's not my fault that I stuttered. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that that coach told me I sucked. It's not my fault that another coach told me I would never play. It's not my fault those casting directors told me I would never be able to work living in Columbus, Ohio. But what would have been my fault is if I would have listened to them. Mm. If I would have let their words produce my future. This is it says life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Yeah. Not their not not their tongue. It's in the power of my tongue. Ah, oh, amen. What what someone else says about me, it's none of my business. It's just like I mean, I wear these these shirts everywhere. I wear these focused everywhere. This is this is my brand. Yeah. And when God gave me this, it, it was it was amazing. I remember when I first did it. I was I was really. Here, let me really, give you full screen. Show everybody that shirt. Uh, it's, it's just focused, um, and it, you you got the plain ones, you got the cosmic ones. Yeah. Um, the, it's it's but 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 what happened is, I remember when I first came up with focus. It was a little F, a big O that stood for Otis, little C U S E D, right? So yeah. I'm like focused on Otis. One day I was in prayer, and I heard the Spirit say. In my spirit, are you bigger than your vision? I said, he said, are you bigger than your vision? I said, no, sir. He said, make your O small and make everything else around it bigger. He <laughs> says, because your vision will always be bigger than you. And if you learn how to focus on me, I will teach you how to focus on your vision and bring it to pass. So everybody who buys the focus, it's them Focusing on the vision for their life. That's what focus means. Focused on the vision for your life, the purpose for your life. Wow. That's what I am now. I'm focused on being the best person I can be, period. Wow. 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 I, 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 want, I want some of that. Um, I, I, I got to get some of that. <laughs> your clothing brand. Wow. So, all right, tell me, I'm going to put this up on screen too. Tell me how people, can people buy that? Yes. Yes. Is that Buckeye Born Apparel? Buckeye Born Born Apparel.com Apparel. Of course, I don't know how to spell apparel. A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Okay. (laughs) Buckeye Born Apparel.com Got it. Got it. Got it. Tell me if that's right. That's right, right? Down there at the bottom? I can't see it for some reason. Hold on. Oh, you can't see the screen? You yeah, and my I? My screen is, is is wacky. Oh, I got you. It's Buckeye Born. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. All right. So, um, <clears throat> wow. I, I'm not sure that um, I've ever spelled apparel before. <laughs> that's right. So, so all right. right. And my wife put it in the comments so people are able to click on it and go over and get some of that. Okay. Dude, like and and Mindy says, tell it Otis, I could listen to your message all day long. Um, wow. 
So, so did, and, and here's a great, great question from my friend, Victoria. Did you have a strong male role model at all in your life growing up? No. Don't get mad at me. Okay. Me? So, I'm talking about <laughs> anybody because, because of what had happened. Um, oh, yeah. Growing up, I never saw a, a positive black male, you know, besides my brothers. My brothers were older than me yeah. and they were my heroes. I strive to be like them, but a, a male, male. The first positive male I ever saw was Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. I mean, it's the, that character. Um, yeah. I, I hate the fact of what happened years later. Yeah. But, but that character, this, that character showed me that I can be a positive black man. That character. Yeah. The character. Heathcliff yep. Huxtable. Yeah. Now, I keep saying that. I'm stressing that. The character. Yeah. That's, yeah. I get Cliff it. Huxtable, because that's all I saw. You know, we're, um, we're talking about Bill. Bill Cosby played that role, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, so, you so, know, but what I'm saying, I'm talking about the his character. character. Yeah. Cliff Huxtable yeah. was the first. And I, I, I realized that I can I can be whatever I wanted to be when I watched that show. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's it's crazy because now I'm a father. You know, I, yeah. I, and, and I strive to make my kids want to want to be better because everything I do, I know it impacts my family. So I got to make sure I do it the right way, period, no matter what it is. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow, wow, wow. I, I, I First off, where's the best place for everybody watching to follow you? Like, is it Instagram, Facebook? Where are you? Instagram most- is o- Otis D. Winston. Okay. And Facebook is just Otis Winston. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's, what's next for you? I mean, you uh, hold on before, before we get there, I got like, you're doing this. Um, you're, 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 you said you've been in Atlanta now filming four weeks, for four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. Um, and you're filming a movie. What's the name of the movie? Are you allowed the to Outlaws. talk about yes. it? Yeah, it's called the outlaws. The outlaws. Yeah. Um, and one of the main characters on this show is a guy that everybody's heard of. What's his name? Here's Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Is yes, that him sir. right there? That's it. That is it. So you're doing a film with Pierce Brosnan called Outlaws. And, yes, sir. And, and you have a speaking role. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he actually just, just, he's one of the most amazing people, you know. Um, he, he told me, don't stop being amazing, you know. And wow. before this film, I was just in Puerto Rico for a month filming with Gerard Butler, a movie <laughs> called The Plane. And on, on The Outlaws, you know, there's Pierce Brosnan, there's um, Adam Devine, there's Michael Rooker, oh, man, I mean, Nina Do- Do- um, DeBrove. It's, it's, it's wow. Lil Rail. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing cast, amazing cast. Um, let's let, let me get again i gotta make a point you've done all of this how many films now over 10 over 10 films and movies i mean 10 films and tv shows you've been on you've been on chicago fire one of chicago my favorite PD. shows chicago pd one of my favorite shows um empire which... <laughs> um 
games people play, the game. Um, I just got done doing the shy. That episode aired just this July. Um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Wow. Wow, man. All, and all, all without an agent. I was getting ready to say all without. Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't like. I, you know, I'm really Glenn Morshower is one of my best friends in the world. And, and he gets these, you know, calls from his agent, like, Hey, yeah. we're looking at this or whatever. Like, how's, how's that work? They just call you from Fox studios or wherever and say, Hey, we got a movie for you. First is, is I would say the grace of God. It's always the grace of God. Always the grace of God. It's amen. Relationships, networking. Friends would be on the film, and they were like, yo, I think you should audition. I'm going to get in touch with casting. Um, but I will say, recently, um, I was just asked to join the agency last week. Wow. Last week. So we're going to see where that goes, because now I'm looking for that series regular. You know? Yeah. I'm looking for that series regular. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. Um, Victoria said something about Gerard Butler. I'm about to, I'm about to send you something real quick. She, she, she said he is the ham to my Thanksgiving. All right, I'm sending you something. I'm sending you something real, real, real fast because he, he's a great guy. Yeah, Pam. Pam says, when is Otis going to write a movie? There's a lot of inspiration for him to share with the world. Is that not the truth? Uh, It's coming. It's coming, you know. Have I, you wanna... ri- have you written any anything that that just isn't out yet? Yeah, I, I've I have a, a Christmas show called Joyce Rewards that I wrote. Um, I got another show based on a true story. I can't give you the name of that one yet, though. And then I got um, my School of Hard Knocks is a TV show that I did as well. Back in the wow. days, a TV show, Shepherd Boy is a is a movie. Um, I just sent you something that you can yeah, I'm gonna... share, with Victoria. I got it. I got it. Can I share it with the, yeah, the on screen? Absolutely. Hang on. I've got a here. Let me do that. So, um, yeah, my wife just typed in the comments. I, you can't see the comments, right? No, I can't see. Um, she just typed in that you need to write a, um, a book. And my gosh, is she not wrong about that? Um, Dude, you've got like, you know, it's not even about, there's lots of people there, 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 there you go, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, that's my second film with him. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did Greenland. I got a video coming, but I can't post it until the movie comes out. Oh, really? Because he said something about my character, and I can't oh. give that away. Well, he's wearing shoulder stripes. Anyway, so, so, um. <laughs> I'm not gonna, but so so, dude. Like you have, like a lot of people have a story of of being victimized in life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have a story of their father going to prison. A lot of people have a story of of you know a stutter problem or a, you know. And, and they, they stay there. And what I, what I absolutely love about you and your story is that you, you didn't stay stuck there, man. And you, you won't stay stuck there. No, because people get stuck because 
they're afraid to try. Mm. They get stuck because they're afraid to try. It's easier to give up than it is to keep going. People just want to get stuck because they're afraid to try. Me, I had to try all my life. Think about that. We, we, we learn not to try. Yep. When we were born, all we do is try. Yep. How do a baby learn how to walk? By falling. Yep. Now, how many babies you know that still falls when they walk? I mean, yeah, you trip over things every now and then, but, but they don't worry about it no more. They're not afraid to do it. No. People are afraid. They're afraid to try. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how I look. I don't care how goofy it is. I know what God said. I know what I heard. And I know what I have in me. So I'm going. I want everything. Everything that he said I can have. Wow, man. I'm going for everything he said I can have. Be it in Hollywood. Be it wherever. Be it as a parent. Be it as a, like I say, a future husband. Be it as a son. Be it as a friend. I want to be the best me. Period. Wow. Flaws and all. Flaws and all. I just want to be the best me. Dude, no one can be me better than I can be myself. I saw a post that you did. I don't remember exactly what it was. It, I think it was on Facebook about, you know, people not owning up to their stuff, taking responsibility for their life. Yeah. And, and it, man, that happens so often. And, and, you know, that's, that's my goal in, in this show and in life is to wake people up and say, man, you don't have to stay there. You, you don't have to stay there. Wake up. And you're doing that, man. Yeah. And I want people to also know just because it's hard today doesn't mean it's going to be hard tomorrow. Right. You know, there was this, this meme that was going around. It was a guy with a pitchfork. One was close to the gold. He was walking back the other direction. And the other one was going towards the gold. He was going all ham. You're closer than you think. There's always a storm before your breakthrough. But for me, I had to make sure I was grounded because my blessing can bless me or it can end up burying me. Say that blessing, again. Your blessing can bless you or it can bury you. It can what bless do you, mean you by that? or it can bury you. It can bless you or it can basically kill you. I don't mm. want my blessing to kill me. I got to be in the mindset spiritually, mentally, and emotionally to be able to handle everything that God is bringing my way. Hollywood is, a, is crazy. <laughs> I got to be grounded. Yeah. I got to be grounded. I got to know my family is beside me. I got to know that nothing can change me. Dude, I, I've, I think I've had chills more times during this last 54 minutes than any 54 minutes in my life. So I, I, this is an incredible, man. I'm so grateful for you spending the time. Um, you've got to, you've got to be on set today. Don't you? Uh, actually I'm on hold today. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't want to hold you up from, no, from no, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in my hotel room. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and I'm going to guess you're in the Buckhead area. <laughs> I'm in the, Mid, yes. Mid, no, I'm in, um, um, Midtown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, that's where Glenn always is when he's down there filming. It's a nice area. Nice yeah. area, brother. Very nice, yeah. So, Otis, 
man i i first off everybody go to buckeyebornapparel.com i am going to buckeyebornapparel.com today and um i am i mean dude i i live in marion so i'm about 45 minutes north of columbus um but i've got to take you and your your fiance to dinner my wife and i and yeah, we got to meet and, and let me buy you some dinner, man. So yeah, I appreciate that. Like I tell everybody, I got my focus on today, but the buck I born, it really doesn't, it's really not for a house, just Ohio State fans. Right. It's for people born in the Buckeye State. Yeah. Because if you know anything about the Buckeye tree, it's the most tenacious tree. It can grow in all four environments. And that's how we, we Buckeyes are. Us born in the Buckeye State, we can go anywhere and flourish. Yes. Any environment and flourish. That's why I created Buckeye Born, because I wanted people to know that you can go anywhere. You're born in Ohio, you can go anywhere and, and, and flourish. Same with the focus. When you focus on your vision, your vision shall come to pass. It will come to pass because you're so focused on it. For anybody watching, if you may have just joined, I am really sorry that you missed this, um, but go back and watch the replay because, dude, when you said that you were in prayer and and God said to you, are you bigger than your vision? Mm-hmm. And And I think, you know, what happens with a lot of people, man, is is that that ego, which is an acronym for edging God out. Yes. Um, right? That ego kicks in. Like, look at me. I've been in the movies. I've done this. I've done that. And all of a sudden you feel like you're bigger than the rest of the world. And that's what I love about you, man. You're, you're, you're humble and you're, you're down to earth and you just are out here helping people, man. Me being in movies means nothing. You know, um, the best gift God ever gave me was making me in his image. I got something that the, that the devil don't even have. Wow. He was made as an angel. I was made in the image of God. So how can I be humble? I mean, how can I be boastful or, or egotistical? I was made in his image, in his image. Wow. So I will always praise him and glorify him and thank him for considering me to be in his image, if that makes sense. Wow. Dude, I can't, I can't take any more chills today, man. This is crazy. Wow. Otis, wow, man. Thank you for being on here, man. This has been incredible. Um, I do want to, I want to see if I can introduce you and connect you and Glenn and and, and maybe Glenn and I have you come on one night as a guest on our show. And I would love that. You're uh, here. Victoria just summed it up. You some, what you some something. No, she didn't. You are something. I think that's man. You are holy. So dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you you being here. Everybody go follow Otis, go to Buckeye born apparel. I don't care if you were born in Indonesia, go to BuckeyeBornApparel.com and buy some stuff today, man. Thank you. That's all. I I don't, you're a blessing. So thank you. Hang on for for me. And, and hang on, and, and, and I'm going to end the live stream. But thank you to everybody who's watched. Share this out if you haven't, because if you haven't, you're literally stealing from the rest of the world. Wow. Share this out so the entire world can hear this.
Thank you so much. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. See you guys.